This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. What's up, what's up, baby? It's Motes and Euler. Back out of break. Guys, you know, doing our thing on Steelers Nation Radio. Mm. This is what we do, man. When, we're, when it's the Steelers Blitz, baby, we just get to talking and talking and talking. It is. And it's, it's also summertime, so, you know. It is one of them vibe can, days, man. Sometimes we can go off the rails a little bit yeah. here. I it mean, we're, a, we're talking about birds. We got to hear about Najee. I mean, it's just one of them days. It is one of those days. Uh, we got a Manchester United game this afternoon. Uh-oh. And a Penguins playoff game. Uh-oh. So, you know. Uh Check in, check game, in on the mood. Check in on the mood tomorrow. Good, good luck with that, bro. I saw, I saw how I got the other day. Lord, Lord, Lord. If that happens, man, you might want to shut down whole still a whole Pittsburgh Penguins Twitter. Just Pittsburgh, just, just shut it all down. It's over. It's well, you know how it works. If they win tonight, they're gonna win the Stanley Cup. Always. If they lose tonight, the season's over. Chicken and Little caught it the best, and man. Let's get to Latrobe in July. The sky's falling. You know how it goes, baby. <laughs> there is no right. It's black or white. There is no gray area. That's just the way you got to live and operate in life, man. <laughs> Oh, but dude, that's funny, bro. Golly, golly. It is. It is. Now, what you, um, what you gonna do? Sometimes all you can do is laugh, you know. Hey, all you can do is laugh, Chico. But without laughter, where would we be, right? You gotta laugh at yourself sometimes as well, man. <laughs> no. You know what? In fact, if you can't laugh at yourself, then you take yourself way too. Serious. You take yourself way too seriously. Who can't? If you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at? Now they do fancy me as the professional. I I, I have been called that. Ah, uh, yeah, you know, someone. I, I podcast, don't know if you've heard that before, but I've been called professional. Called us professional. Yeah, it's the first time I think I've ever been accused of being professional in my life. But I'll take it, Arthur Motes. I've been called a lot of things. Yeah, professional hasn't been one of them, but I'll take it. And you know, it's funny you say that. We got a new podcast review <gasps> last week. Oh, from this past Wednesday, six okay. days ago, Tyler from Maryland. Shout out to Tyler from Maryland. Well, hold on. Should I shout him out or do I need to wait to shout him out? Because he could give us a bad review. Then I'm not going to shout him out. No, five-star review. Okay, cool. We shout him you out. Because I was thinking that, too. I was like, you know, <laughs> you know, Maryland. All right, he could be a Ravens fan. He could be coming in here to Well, actually, we, we have read off a bad review before. We have we done have, that. Yeah, he called me Carrot Top. Yeah, and he which, said, again, I, I so promote, right? you could make, you go with Carrot Top. I don't even have yeah. red hair. I mean, you should have just called I'm, I'm him a, bald. I'm a self-promoter. That's what he told me, right? Or something like hype man. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. He said, yeah, your hype man star, your hype WWE man. style delivery or That's something. That's what it was. Yeah, um, yeah. But it looks like Tyler from Maryland is one of the millions. And millions. More like one of the dozens. And dozens. Of Power Grid members. <laughs> Tyler from Maryland says, Moats and Euler. Oh, you'll like that. Hey, now. I listen to your show all the time on podcasts since I'm in Maryland, and I teach during the day. <gasps> Your takes are always nice. spot on, and it's a nice duality Hey, with Tunch and Wolf when the old fogies are on. Uh, he gets That's, the show. He, he, Tyler he gets, gets the show. He gets the show. He gets the duality of this show as well, man. I Shout do have out. a gripe that not every segment is consistently making it onto Apple Podcasts. Whoa, if that could what? get taken care of, I'd be an even happier camper. Keep up the great work, and here we go. Tyler, actually, I'm glad you said that. Yes, thanks for the feedback. So since we went to this new format, right, uh-huh. we're doing this... Essentially through the NFL's content channels now. Yes. All right, so Moats and I are big time. So we, we, we are kind of like a big deal. So before it was really just like we had a Dropbox, mm-hmm. and I would clip our episode every day, commercial free, just mm-hmm. in one file. You know, like ninety minutes. Yep. I'd throw it into the Dropbox, and that would get uploaded as the podcast. That was it. It was simple. But now we do all of this through the NFL system. It's a system called Pocket, hey. where they distribute all their audio and video content and everything through the NFL. Bougie. So I have to upload our podcast into three. You know, create more work for me standard i have to upload our podcast into three segments into the pocket system and i've noticed that too tyler i have pointed that out to the guy on the steelers end you know some of the steelers content people and we're working on it right now the nfl is having some issues 
I mean, imagine that with their uh, with their pocket podcast distribution system. Hmm. Um, hopefully, say we'll that get three that, times fast. Hopefully, we'll get Jeez. that all worked out. But for Tyler and for anyone else who's had that issue, right? Yeah. Say our three segments. Maybe you're only getting one or two of them consistently on your phone. If you just go to Steelers.com, all the episodes, all the segments are always on there. So if it doesn't, what's the word I'm looking for? If it doesn't populate through to mm-hmm. to your podcast apps, mm-hmm. Google, Apple, whatever. If you're if you're jonesing for for the talk, you can get it uh, on the Steelers website. As always, that's kind of your 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 backup plan. You're full safe. But thank you, Tyler from Maryland. But see, that's why we shout out West right there because West is a man of the people. West just gave you all a step by step booklet, a step by step directional, so that way you know how to find the content, where to find the content, what time of day to find the content. I mean, my dude. I mean, he practically took your cell phones for you, <laughs> took your thumbs. And directed, he, he essentially subscribed just he subscribed, liked, and left a comment on your phone for himself, just like that. That's why he gets paid the big bucks, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's why he has birds living at his residence because he is the man. Birds. That's all I'm saying, man. I, I I strive to be like you, man. One day, <sighs> one day, I'm gonna reach your level. Yeah, I'm just West Ventura, as you know? David points out, with all these birds. He's just living your best life, bro. Living around us. Uh, Motsi, I think a guy who's living his best life, mm-hmm. Pat Fryermuth. Ooh, shout out. Uh, I mean, how could you not? Could you imagine, for me, it would be like if I got drafted in the NFL, mm-hmm. Sam Huff did my pick. Uh-oh. I mean, you know what I mean? It'd be like kids, yeah. it'd be like kids out of JMU now if they got drafted by the Steelers and Arthur yeah. Motes announced them. Hey, now. Pat Fryermuth, good way to come in. That is crazy. With Franco too, Harris. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's oh, that's insane. crazy. Um, and I tell you what, he's he's another one, Motsi. Um, that there's we just know that the certain type of blue collar, hard work, respect, soft spoken Western mm-hmm. Pennsylvania personality, very similar to what we talked about with Najee Harris, which is Amazing coming from a guy from the Bay Area, from across the country. From the Yay area. What up, though? Oh, my bad. Short dog and MGK. Uh, Where your thizz at? Blow the whistle. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know Jesus Christ had dreads. I also said MGK. <laughs> it's UGK. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, Pat Frymuth, another one of those types that man, yeah. it's just he he feels like a guy that you would you would meet at a watering hole around town. He's he's gonna be beloved here in Pittsburgh, I think. No, without a doubt, man, without a doubt. And I'm glad that we're gonna be able to hear from him also later in this segment, man, because like I said, man, this is a good kid. This is a kid that I was extremely high on. Yeah. I was super excited. Didn't think he would be available to us, but the fact that he was, the fact that the draft gods were in our favor, and allowed us to get young Pat. I am super mm-hmm. excited about it, man. But. I did notice he said something about a nickname that he did not like. Uh-oh. He did not want to be what called Baby Gronk. Oh, yeah. I like that. I like that as well. That he doesn't want to be called Baby right. Gronk. Right. I, I, mean. I like the fact that he wants to be original, that he wants to be his own person. We talked a little bit about this with Mapletron, right? Yeah. Like, one, be original. Come up with something yes. different. Imitation is flattering, cool, but you're always going to be capped. You're always going to be But isn't limited. it also, too, like, if you're Chase Claypool, it's weird. if you're Pat Fryermuth, do you want to be compared to one of the greatest wide receivers of all time, one of the greatest tight ends of all time Right on day one? That's, that's a lot. That's just a lot of pressure. That's a lot. I Yeah, I'm with you too. And I, I always think too, Motsi, uh, nicknames are one of those things you can't force them. I think we were all a little guilty of that with Chase Claypool. Yeah. We wanted to give this guy a nickname so bad, sometimes you just got to let it happen organically. But sometimes the process of forcing it is more fun. 
So you just got to keep forcing it, man. Just, all right, what are we going to call him? You know? <laughs> I like nicknames for him. Yeah. I've been going for days about nicknames for Pat. Going on for days for nicknames about Pat. Um, but most, I'm, I'm very interested. <sighs> the way that he fits into this Matt Canada offense. Yeah. Um, very versatile, right? Very versatile in the sense that we know he can block. Mm-hmm. We know he can move. We know mm-hmm. he's willing to get nasty in that regard. And yes. you need that guy in Matt Canada, what Matt Canada wants to implement here. And, and with all this conversation, too, caveat of – uh, Moats and I, I think a lot of times when we talk about Matt Canada, I can hear people thinking about this. I, I do always want to state, we're not naive. What Matt Canada's offense looks like in year one is not the end goal, right? I mean, Very true. It, it, so it, 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 it's got to be particularly with a, 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 a at his current age and status, mm-hmm. less than mobile Ben Roethlisberger in the backfield. There's got to be give and take everywhere. It's got to be a slow evolution, all right? It's not going to be like Pokemon, Arthur Moats. Ooh. Okay, where you just you know you, you, you just throw it out there oh, and it is oh it's, boom. And Blastoise has evolved into Blastoise. You know? Yeah, uh, Charmander has evolved into Charizard. Like I it's got it's, you. it's not going to be an instant thing like that. Um, it's going to take some time. It's going to be a steady movement in that direction. But I think Fryermuth is going to help in that regard, Motsi. Um, and and I'll be very interested to see. You, you got to think right that his his like Najee Harris we discuss. He's going to be a big part day one hit right. the ground running. Fryermuth it feels like you kind of you break the season down month by month. His responsibility his role will increase as we go along. I do think that will be the case. And I like that luxury though when you have a guy like Eric Ebron also. It's, so it's, now it's a, it's a good it, yin and you yang have in the that good regard. balance right there because certain things that Pat is going to be able to bring to the table that Ebron doesn't. So you're going to see him still be involved, but like you said, he gets to be brought on at a, a pace that's going to be more beneficial for him, which is the big part because as long as it's beneficial for him, it's going to be beneficial for all of us, baby. Mm-hmm. So I like that a lot, man. But um, if you're ready. I'm ready. I'm you ready. You want to hear from Patrick? Can, can, can we, we call Pat? him Patrick? Are we friends enough l- yet l- 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 Listen, listen. How do you know he likes to be called Patrick? He never said that. I don't know, but it, I like SpongeBob. I grew up, you know. You know a nice one, Patrick. Nah, man. His name's good, Pat. Good one, Patrick. Patty. For us Irish folk. Ah, pa- yeah. what was it, Padrick? You know, the, the, the same Patty, man. Fryer Muth. Fryer Muth. Arthur Notes. <laughs> this is Pat Frymuth right here, man. Talking after rookie minicamp. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the, the nickname Baby Gronk. Uh, I saw that Penn State gave that to you. Uh, how did that come about, and how do you feel about it? Uh, I guess it came about just because I'm from that area, um, War 87. Obviously, Gronk played for the Patriots for a long time. Grew up, you know, kind of watching them. Um, you know, I hate it because you know I think it's you know pretty annoying <laughs> that I'm being called you know Baby Gronk. But um, yeah, I'm trying to get rid of away that from that nickname. So uh, I don't want to be called that. <laughs> Jerry Dulac, Post Gazette. Hey, uh, Pat. Uh, just to talk a little bit about uh, both your ability to catch the ball and block, being a kind of a two-dimensional tight end, and Steve Jones told me you never dropped a pass in the red zone while you were at Penn State. <laughs> Can you confirm that? Is yeah. that true? Yeah, that's true. Um, never dropped a pass in the red zone. Um, you know, that's where your know, plays um, you know, are there for the taking, and you know, you get very limited opportunities down there. So, you know, when I got my number called and everything like that, you know, I wanted to make the most of it. So, you know, the red zone is time to lock in and score some points and, you know, make touch and get touchdowns. Um, yeah. Go ahead. No, no. Sorry, Jeff Hawthorne, 93.7. And how much have you been able to look at the offense? How do you, just overall, how do you feel about your fit here? 
uh, I love my fit. I think, you know, it, it's perfect. Um, you know, I'm very happy that I'm here in Pittsburgh and, you know, the offense is, is awesome. I think it's very, um, you know, complex and, you know, I think it's going to utilize, you know, the talent that we have on this roster. And, um, you know, from the first walkthrough today, um, it felt great. It felt, you know, like I understand most uh, that's going on. Chris Adamski, Trip. I've seen Coach Tomlin and even some of the assistants come up to the tight ends right away and want to see them on the sled block. I don't know a rookie camp. You probably can't do sleds and stuff like that. But did you just from the pre-draft process, is it true that the Steelers? We we can't understand you either. Your, your audio is doing something really weird. If you want to just text me your question, I can ask it to him. That seemed to work with Triv. Okay. Okay. Will Graves, Associated Press. Pat, I'm just curious, what were your impressions of seeing Najee out there and, and sort of what are the, the prospects of him? Have you got a chance to meet him and maybe your other fellow rookies at all? And sort of what's the vibe that you guys are, are trying to get here? Yeah, I mean, Najee's impressive, obviously. You know, he, he's a hell of a running back. And, you know, through a walkthrough today, you know, he makes very good cuts and you know, he's very smart with the football. And, um, you know, he, he's, he's a really good guy. Um, so I'm, I've kind of connected with him and Kendrick. Um, Kendrick's a really good guy, too, and he, he's very big and built. And, um, you know, he's just, they're both of them are very, very good guys. Adidi Kinkabala, NFL Network. Hey, Pat, um, you mentioned the offense earlier and you said already you really like it. Well, for all of us, this is a new offensive coordinator. So we're really not familiar with what's going on. Can you tell us what about it do you like? What appeals to you? What has you feeling like, okay, this is going to be something that can really run all over the league with? Yeah, um, you know, it's, it's complex, but it's simple in the same way. Um, you know, I think, you know, Coach Canada puts, you know, um, guys in the field where they can create mismatches. And, um, and I think he does a good job just kind of understanding and kind of, you know, figuring out what the defense weaknesses are. Um, and I kind of can see that with the looks that he, he gave out there for the little team today and um, just kind of what he's put together, um, you know, in camp so far. So, um, you know, I really like the offense and, I, and you know, I enjoy being in it so far. And since Thomas left me over, and thank you, Thomas. Pat, one more. What sort of interaction have you had with Ben Roethlisberger so far? Yeah, so he actually called me, you know, the day after I got drafted. Um, I mean, he reached out, and he, he's an awesome guy. Um, you know, he, he's taking us, me and, and Najee and Kendrick out to dinner tomorrow night. Um, you know, he, te he texted back and forth a couple times with us. And, um, you know, my locker's actually next to him. So, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's really – it's pretty cool just, you know, seeing him. Um, when I was a young kid, you know, being in the NFL and, and look, oh, that's Ben Roethlisberger. Now um, my locker's are next to him, so it's, it's pretty cool and definitely surreal. Thanks. All right. Mike Prezuda, DVE. Pat, your, your willingness to block is pretty well documented. You've been described as a guy, though, who is better physically with the ball in your hands than you are actually blocking. Would you agree with that? And how do you get that blocking part? up to speed along with your receiving part? Yeah, you know, I think block is definitely something that you can, you know, you always can get better at. Um, definitely, that's definitely something I need to get better at. You know, I think I was a very adequate block in college and, you know, I was able to get the job done when I needed to. Um, but, you know, here, you know, I just want to bring back kind of the mentality I had my freshman year, just kind of, you know, go in there and, and, and block them as hard as I can and, you know, make some plays in the, in the run game. And, you know, the, the plays in the pass game are going to come and, and, and I'm not, not going to, push for that, but, you know, I'm here to you know, make an impact blocking right away. So, you know, that's what I'm going to pride myself on. This is from Chris Adamski, Trib, and kind of a good follow-up to that. Um, did you feel as if the Steelers emphasized blocking more from tight ends in the pre-draft process as opposed to other teams, and in your time interacting with the team early, have they emphasized it more 
and blocking techniques with you? Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't really say they kind of hammered it a lot, you know, in the pre-draft process. It was more kind of get to know me. Um, but, you know, being out here in the past couple of days and out on the field today, you know, they definitely, um, you know, want the tight end that can, you know, go out there and, and block and make a difference. And so, you know, they definitely emphasize that with me and, you know, I'm ready for the challenge. All right, last three questions. Dale Wally, <clears throat> Pat, as, uh, as Aditi mentioned, uh, we're learning what the Matt Canada offense might look like as well. Uh, did you notice a lot of pre-snap motion uh, in the playbook, and how much of that did you do at Penn State? Uh, yeah, there, I mean, there's a decent amount. Um, you know, just from the first install that we did, I, you know, there's, there's a decent amount. Um, you know, I did a, not really pre-snap motion um, at Penn State. You know, I kind of, you know, sometimes would motion in depending on a look or something like that, but you know, we were kind of at Penn State, kind of, kind of get set and, and, and roll with the play we had. So it's going to get some, you know, adjusting to, but, you know, I, I felt good doing it in the, today. Tim Benstrom. Uh, this is a bit of a follow-up to what Jerry was talking about with the red zone, but correct me if I'm wrong. When you joined us after uh, you got drafted, you said some of the effect that your freshman year, you did a lot of red zone stuff while Gasicki was with you as well, correct? Like you guys would come out together in the red zone, you get a lot of targets there? Yeah, well, Mike was actually left before I got there. Oh, Michael, left before you're fresh to me. You're saying you got a lot of red zone targets, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, yeah. um, is that something that we could see a lot of with you and Ebron together? Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, I think you know um, Ebron's, you know, he's an awesome guy, and you know, he's he's a hell of a football player. So I'm excited to learn from him and you know, kind of see what you know his task for us uh, in twelve personnel is to what we do and what we're asked to do. And you know, I'm excited to see you know that that stuff. All right, and last question from Nick Fair about Pittsburgh Sports Now. Hey, Pat, um, I, we talked a lot about your blocking, but I want to know more about your comfort level as a receiver. Do you obviously you played a lot of H back, a little bit of F at um, Penn State. Do you kind of feel comfortable working outside because Matt Cannon in the past has worked his tight ends all the way to the boundary as an X as a Z. Do you think you can do that all the way from that to a Y on the interior to an H back? Yeah, I think, I, you know, I can do it all. I think that's, you know, kind of. Um, you know, that kind of prospect I was so just kind of, you know, making sure that, you know, I'm very versatile and you know, can do it all in the field and whatever's asked, you know, line up in that fullback position or, you know, split up to that extra Z receiver. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm ready to do whatever they ask me to do. And I'm just excited to, you know, see, you know, my progression in this offense. That was Pat Fry move right there, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, dude, how do you not? I feel like, man, they, they, they got just. The quality baby. guys right here, bro. Putting down the baby Gronk right off the bat. Hey, that was like the first one, too, right? What do you feel about the name? Don't call me <laughs> it. I like that, though, man. I like it. I do, too. I do, too. And you want to know one thing? Uh, Steel City points this out here on Twitter. Talking about red zone problems of the mm -hmm. past. Oh, man. We all know. <laughs> yeah. 2018. And I, I do think there's – it's it's not all one guy, but there's certainly a direct correlation. Mm-hmm. 2018, the Steelers had a top-five red zone offense in the NFL, mm -hmm. and Antonio Brown was dynamite in the red zone. He was a monster, bro. A monster in the red zone. Mm -hmm. uh, he was, he was, and I mean, still is. Look how he scored that touchdown in the Super Bowl. He, he is, he's very good when you get into those tight spaces when the when the field shrinks and you're down in the red zone. The two years since AB, the Steelers have been at the bottom of the barrel in, in, yes. in red zone. They went from the top of the mountain to the bottom of the barrel. And again, it's not just one guy. It, it's not mm -hmm. that simple. But there is obviously a correlation there. But I think that too. Uh, Najee Harris with the run game. Pat Fryermuth with his ability, you know, what you can do with the tight ends and some of those packages and his ability, what looks like to find some open spots in coverage when you cut his tape on. 
that's a that's a good observation by Steel City there for me, Motsi. Uh, this is a team in the last two years has had their red zone issues. Hopefully, these first two uh, draft picks will will have a a direct benefit in that regard. Yes, indeed, man, definitely needs to be the case. But yeah, for a fact, I think a guy like Pat is going to help in the red zone. Similar to what we saw from Eric Ebron in terms of his just ability to be a mismatch in the red zone, man. I think when you have bigger body tight ends like that that are athletic enough to be split out and yeah. those type of things, man, that just is a huge asset. And ultimately, why we do think and why it makes perfect sense for us all to be on one accord that the red zone offense should take a, a step forward, man. It, it has to. Um, I think that's a big part of why Matt Canada was brought in. Mm-hmm. And you know what the wrinkle that I'm interested to see with that is, Arthur? You know where I'm going with Uh-oh. this. It better not be a, a Claypool jet sweep. Play action. Oh, whew, okay. Because we know, too, right, that the Steelers have also been at the bottom of the pecking order in terms of percentage of plays yeah. in play action. Not a lot of under center. We yeah. know Matt Canada... That that's and again he was in college he's never been an NFL OC before um, but that a, a lot of um, a lot of movement a lot of motion mm-hmm. a lot of misdirection and a, a lot of play action stuff as well too now again this isn't like you're gonna throw a your your Ash Ketchum and you're gonna throw a pokeball <laughs> and all of a sudden Ben Roethlisberger has evolved into a wild Josh Allen. <laughs> All right, that's not going to be the case. Um, at his age, with his kind of his his physical stature, are we going to get a zone read from seven? Is that what you're I, telling I, me? What I'm telling you is that we're we not going where he to get pulls a it and he All keeps right? it. That's what I want. Are we getting Arthur that? Arthur Motes, you know what they say happens when you assume, <laughs> but it is safe to assume we're not going to get a zone read from Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, I don't think we're going to get too many boots or waggles out there either. Uh, but there, but there will be more of that stuff. And any special? Think, eh? Yeah. You know what? I can see Ben catching a touchdown pass. Mr. Creativity, I like it. And that's like a that's like a nice uh, looping route too. Like he wouldn't have to plant and cut hard on that. Easy on the knees, right? Banana route. Easy on the knees. Easy on your knees. Oh, the Y banana. <laughs> Did you see that clip that was going around that everyone was going crazy for? That I was no uh, the new Eagles coach uh, Sir- Sirianni. I think oh, is his name, right? Yeah. He was, it was like from a meeting with the wide receivers, and he just went off. He went nuts about how his biggest pet peeve as a coach is wide receivers who run banana routes. <laughs> like, and he's like, you can't come out here and you're going to go banana. He's like, you got to stick your foot in the turf and you got to rip it. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but is All that a right. – I, I, I like banana routes. Is that a common thing? I never heard that until I saw this video. <laughs> but he's screaming about, dude, our wide receivers can't run banana hey, routes. Hey, man, this is new to me, man. I, I, I was unaware that that's the thing. But – Shout out to the banana routes and apparently, or apparently no shout out to the banana routes. We don't want to run banana routes. That's what it sounds like. Motsi, Joseph wants to know. Mm-hmm. He says, I gots to know. The question is. Gots to know it. When Pat scores a touchdown, are we yelling Heath or Muth? I'm going with Heath just out of respect for the OG. And then after that first one, then we'll call him Move. His mama named him Move. I'm going to call him Move. But before that, I'm going to call him Heath. Yeah. That's how it goes, man. <laughs> This guy, Arthur Motes, folks, I tell you, I, I mean, I, I, don't 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 blame me. I'm just the messenger, man. I mean, that's what they say. <sighs> I'm excited though. Pat Frymuth for sure, Najee Harris for sure. Um, hey, Motesy, I think I think we're gonna get to see these guys uh, up close and personal out in Latrobe at training camp in the next uh, what couple months here. I. Oh, you you are. That's that's well, pretty that's pretty cool. You no, gonna be doing no, that, hey, man. Listen, I I, I I like the fact you gonna I'm be sitting on my closer person. Four weeks. No. 
about. I don't go to a couple practices. All right. Hey, look, look, look. I, I like that, man. I'm glad you're gonna be enjoying yourself out there. I, I'm gonna listen to your your uh you know your broadcast and stuff like that because I'm a fan of you, but. Yeah, I, I'm gonna wait to see him. Yeah. Now, now, hold on. Hold I'm, I'm on. gonna catch him on the south side. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. Would you just, you know, would you just? I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just catch him on. I'm gonna catch him later on in the season. You, did, you see, I made that Ash Ketchum joke, and now you think uh, you mm. can't you can't get Ketchum out of your head. Yep. Ah, hey now, uh, Mozi, we got a bunch of tweets rolling in here. Um, I'm trying to sift through. Because of course Adam Crowley had to send out that picture of him and I back in college that Dude, is now that picture <laughs> crazy. That is now burning up the Twitter waves. So half of my mentions yeah. here are people laughing at how chunky and husky Crowley and I used to be. Listen, not all of us were D one athletes like, in college. Okay? Dude, when you showed me that got, picture. Some of us got wow. the, the all you can eat meal plan and the you know, the twelve dollar cases of natty and you know. Yeah. That picture. We weren't all winning Bronco Nagurski awards in, in our early twenties. Some of us were, you know, winning Natty Chagan <laughs> Awards. Uh, Steelers Nation uh, says he's getting some real uh, nostalgia mm-hmm. with uh, Pat Fryermuth as it relates to Vance McDonald. I do, I do think there's some some valid comparisons there too. Um, Vance McDonald was a guy, right, who wasn't afraid to uh, mix it up to mix it up. Yeah, yeah that, absolutely, that's, that's, man. That's, that's what I was looking for, and. Uh, but maybe even and, and we all know we obviously remember you know the the stiff arm to hell in Tampa Bay on Monday Night Football, um, but I think Pat probably has even a, a little bit more um, I like, offensive upside, yeah, pass catching upside uh, than Vance McDonald does. Yeah, well, I, I would say Pat definitely uh, appears to be more consistent from a hands perspective. I mean, we forget. But Vance, I think, well, he led the league in drops as well the year we got him from uh from the 49ers. Yes. He had like 13, yes. was it 13 or 15 drops that he had. So that part, I think, once again, will be an upgrade with Pat, a lot more consistent. Then, just like you said, from a route running standpoint, the savviness in terms of understanding how to get open, mm-hmm. Vance, he didn't really, he wasn't as nuanced of a route runner as Pat is. Vance, now I think Vance was great in terms of his burst once he gets the ball, him going north and south. I love that. But as a whole, he wasn't as versatile from a receiving or offensive standpoint, whereas Pat's going to give you legitimate yes. receiving threats. Yes. And He's going to give you a legitimate mismatch out there. Maybe not right away in September, right? Maybe we're not expecting him uh, week two at home against Las Vegas to go for 120 yards and, and two scores. I am. But I think I think you're gonna like I like I said I I really think you're go it, it, I think you know who I draw a parallel to is Juju mm, second okay. round pick as well too yes. right you really saw it with Juju about week eight or nine is when it really took off for him his rookie mm-hmm. year and when he really started to get involved with the offense and that's I, when it got scary I would imagine a similar uh, similar timeline for our new tight end and I am hoping that that timeline is sped up even faster than that but either way man we're gonna go to break because that's oh. what you're supposed to do. Final segment. You know what that means when we come back. What does that mean? Tweet, tweet. Oh, speaking of birds, tweet, speaking tweet. Of, gotta speak. Gotta, gotta tweet, 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 tweet. <laughs> but, ladies and gentlemen, listen up, man. When we come back, going to respond to your tweets. Anyone that has any more bird, such, uh, bird <laughs> solutions for my partner in crime over here who has his bird ordeal going on, make sure you hit us up on the dot com at TheBody52 the and at Wesley Euler. The good hair. But we're also going to talk about some reports that came out about the Steelers uh. having interest and a certain free agent outside linebacker who recently signed with the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. 
And does that mean more activity in the outside linebacker room? Watch this space. You'll have to come back to find out. This is Moats and Euler on SNR.